You're listening to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. Do y'all hear that? Do you hear the wambulance coming all the way from the city of Utah? I don't know if you're aware, and I'm sure you've heard it, uh, the cry heard across the globe. Uh, but uh, Rudy Gobert, uh, Donovan Mitchell have had enough, and they want to get their respect back. Uh, this week, the Jazz had a – they played a great game, but it was seemed to be a demoralizing loss for them when they lost to Philadelphia in the city of brotherly love when Joel Embiid went full um, MVP mode and 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 – Tied the game, sent overtime, and then uh, Donovan Mitchell got ejected in the in overtime, uh, being frustrated with what he felt to be the disrespect of the referees. So the question is, do you think that the Jazz had a point? I think the Jazz had a point, but was not valid because you're wet behind the ears and you don't have anyone to really get that pressure, presidential treatment or superstar treatment uh yeah the breath let them play and they should adjust you know continue to adjust did i have questionable calls that was should have been made yes i agree and we understand your frustration but you know what you have to adjust you you can't be regular season champions <laughs> and not learn to adjust utah you're playing great enjoy it you know cry cry but i believe it's going to backfire on them you was playing the 76ers the number one of the east and your mind should have been focused on stop shooting threes and try to dive in but you decide to shoot threes and 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 not work within the offense and just go right into a critical time right and the Sixers were calm cool collective and y'all was hot-headed like i agree they played a psychological game and they lost and now they're crying all right. Do you want some cheese for that wine? I mean, uh, I, the, the weird thing for me with this whole situation is I've never seen a team react this way over a regular season game. Like, I understand this was the playoffs. Who, we, who can forget um, Dave Fitzdale talking about, uh, I can't remember what he said, but it's an a, a iconic line. Uh, but he's frustrated with the refereeing in the playoffs. But in a regular season game, like, why is there an emotional breakdown over a regular season game before the All-Star break? As Fizdale said, take that for data. That that was a line. That was a line. I'll never forget it. Um, in a sense, they do have they do have a reason to complain. Granted, officiating this this NBA season so far has been horrendous. Like, J.J. Reddick got teed up a few weeks ago just for spinning a ball to a referee. Uh, Donovan Mitchell ends up getting uh, ejected. It's like, yo, these are like the national televised games. Like, officials, remove yourself. You're supposed to remain calm and collected, right? You control the game, but don't control the game to where it feels like you're controlling the game. Do what you have to do and continue to move forward. Now, knowing about the Jazz, and I said this in our group chat, uh, 
Although that my Hornets got smacked in like the, the end of the third quarter and for the rest of the game when they played the Jazz a few weeks ago. But for a whole two and a half quarters, we made them look average, right? So whenever you come across a team who is uh, super athletic or we can also just go ahead and look at Rudy Gobert because whenever he has a big matchup, he always gets eaten alive um, along with that $205 million that he signed. Uh, but I mean, sometimes they have a point, but I feel like it's not something that you can always just rely on when things don't go your way. And this kind of goes back to what? And that's a, and that, here's the thing, right? Is it me or the Jazz just soft? Like, think about it. Two years ago, Rudy Gobert was like almost in in a state of distress over. Was it was it because he didn't get selected for All Star game? Correct. Yeah, I mean, he literally was in tears. Felt disrespected. Felt overlooked. Like, yo, yo, we see you, dude. You got Defensive Player of the Year last year. You didn't deserve it. I agree. <laughs> man, look, man, I have I have my feelings about uh, Rudy Gobert, like. We look at the All-Star game, but I'm like, man, look, we could take Rudy Gobert out. We we wanted to watch it, the All-Star game to see offense. I'm not here to see a 13 and 13 guy. <laughs> I'm not here to see that. If he was doing the stuff Giannis could do, then I'll be like, yeah, bro, you should definitely be in there. But I'm not here to see, I'm not here to see all that. We miss the good old days when we had the Kevin Garnett's, the uh the Tim Duncans who can play both sides of the ball and they can get you a, a easy 20 and 10. I'm not getting that from Rudy Gobert. You're a great defensive player. Not taking nothing away from you. You got your money. But when I watch the All-Star game, it's supposed to be a pickup game that's hype. You don't bring that hype to the game, my brother. No disrespect, but with all due respect, it's all love. Respect the Frenchman and what he have done. He shut down the NBA. That's how powerful he is. <laughs> Wasn't he like licking toilets? Or he wasn't licking toilets. He was touching, doing touching nasty everything stuff. and so forth. So, like I said, hey Jazz, you got a couple more years. Regular season means nothing. Take 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 it from your your, your foreign counterpart, um, Giannis. Regular season means nothing when you're packing your bags in the first round. So yeah, I mean, uh, that was a interesting uh, season. I mean, interesting uh, complaint, but you know, um, the Jazz are the Jazz and. I mean, I just, I, the reason why you can't take their statement credibly, you had once for that city, John Stockton and Carmelo, and people love them. Maybe it's not a jazz problem, it must be it is a y'all problem. It's not a small market issue. The, 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 the Thunder were must see TV. That's a small market team. You guys just are superstars. It's okay though. It's okay. Uh, and then two, they got Mike Conley just automatically gets invited to the All-Star game. Let's talk about that. What do y'all think about Mike Conley going to the All-Star game? You telling me that, hmm. Because if you don't do, if you should have done that, you should have got, they should have invited, um, what's your, your 76 guy who got overpaid, underperformed, the Harris Tabaris Harris, what's his name? Yeah, him. 
Tobias Now, the thing about Tobias is he's on the East Coast, so he, he wouldn't be able to go. No, or, or representation. I thought right. the way they mix up everything, they would allow pull. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's other people, other um, persons who are more deserving um, to play. You know, is Murray on the All-Star team? Murray? No. Um, if they had another guard, um, I would even took, uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, the, 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 not Wiggins. He played for the Golden State. Uh, he was on the Suns last year. It just escaped oh, my Uber. mind. No. What? what? Uber. I would have took Uber. <laughs> was, hey, hey. I would have okay, took Phil, He's Phil, so exciting. You, you, you need it. You need it. Uh, I'm taking your time right now because oh, I, look, if you would have said Andrew Wiggins, I'd be like, eh. but you just said Kelly Oubre. Nah, nah, I'm taking over He's right now. We're more excited so, than nah, who you prefer nah, to watch? Nah, look, Mike nah, Conley look, or man. Uber? Who you prefer to watch? And now go ahead. Who you prefer neither. to watch? Mike Conley. Neither, <laughs> neither, neither. Um, now Mike Conley. Mike Conley is a great player. He's probably one of the most underrated players in the league, right? But as I stated the last episode about moving the needle, yes, he's an all-star, right? Like he has all-star ability, but the same way we talked about Dame the other week about how it was his time, but guess what Dame does? Dame moves the needle. When you look at all these other stars, they move the needle. I would have preferred DeMar DeRozan get in because DeMar DeRozan is the number one option for the San Antonio Spurs. He's averaging 20 points a game and he's keeping them afloat. Don't just throw three pl- three players in there just because they're the number one seed. Like, I don't, I don't really see that at all because it's like, if anything, look, if there is a player that I would rather see on the Jazz, it would be Jordan Clarkson. Jordan Clarkson is the is the second leading scorer on the squad. Because he's because guess what? When he's on the on the court, majority of the points come from him so i'm just like look mike conley he's a great player but i just felt like it, these are this is a sympathy like yo this is charity like hey like I, I mean we know you've been good and all but you know since devin booker isn't gonna be in he has a sprained knee we're just gonna go ahead and give you a call to see if you're willing to come like it's not even it doesn't even feel authentic at all like come on man I agree. DeMar DeRozan would have been a way better pickup because, you know, for me, Mike Conley, shout out for his first All-Star game. He got on charity, whatever. But another point guard doesn't seem to fit. Like, you already have Chris Paul. You already got your guys averaging 16. You know, you needed, I think DeMar DeRozan would have have been a better fit. Uh, Unfortunately, you couldn't see uh, your boy, uh, Devin Booker. This is going to be a kind of a, a weak all-star weekend, man, honestly, because you have Embiid down, you have Simmons out, you have Anthony Davis out, you have Devin Booker out, KD you have KD out. out. Yeah. Shout out to Adam Silver for forcing this thing to happen, even though no one wanted to see it. Oh, man. So, yeah, now that we're done kicking the jazz, let me, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you all a question. Is it me? Last week we talked about the Wizards. Excuse me. We talked about the Nets turning a corner. Are the Wizards turning a corner and potentially getting an eighth, seventh seed in the playoffs and and being a hard out? I am going to say, remember that conversation we had? 
Westbrook does not miss the playoff. They had a conversation when it was going on losing streaks and, and Westbrook told everyone, state your purpose. What's your position? What do you plan to contribute to this team? And from there had that conversation, they've been worried. So I believe they are going to make, and they're right now 12th. All you have to do is make the 10th seed. And the 10th seed right now is Indiana Pacers. I could see them getting in there over Indiana or even Chicago. One of those two is going to slip out. They could hop, skip Atlanta. Atlanta is a hot mess. Even Dave McMillan, um, McMillan is taking over the helms. I see him moving up, but I could see the Wizards turning for the better just because Westbrook alone will do what he needs to do to help the team win. And I don't believe he have missed a playoff in the last 10 years, 10 seasons. So I believe in Westbrook. I believe they will turn the corner. The question is, will you be able to remain healthy to avoid all of these cancellations? Because that's part of the issue that's kind of set them back along with the other teams. And so now that we see Westbrook finally like hitting his stride and Bradley Bill's basically been doing what he's been doing the whole time. Um, it's just about, are the others going to be able to contribute? Because Brett, one thing about Bradley Bill, Bradley Bill's going to hoop. I mean, Westbrook is going to hoop. Granted, he doesn't always make the best decisions, but, <laughs> but one thing you know is that he's going to compete and he's going to leave everything on the floor. It's just a matter of, is everyone else going to be able to do their part? Because it's really the others that have to do their part in order for them to at least get into the play-in game. Right, right, right. And so I think, I think, I think, I, th- I think, I, honestly, I think the the Wizards might might be good enough to get to that seven seed. I mean, the way they're playing. I mean, granted, they just could be hot, but you're talking about two guys that are, well, one guy's a walking bucket, and the other guy. He puts pressure on your team, puts pressure on the defense. Okay. So he's not always hot. He makes some bad decisions, but let's let's look at it. They've beaten the Nuggets twice. They beat um they 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 barely lost to uh the, the Celtics. They beat the Wizards, I mean the Lakers, granted without AD, but they, they beat the, the the Lakers, they beat the Trailblazers. And, and every time they play the Sixers, they give the Sixers problems. I don't like playing the Wizards. They give the Sixers problems. We play them Friday night, this uh, upcoming Friday night. So it's be interesting, interesting to see. I know, I know, Dion is not a, a big, is not a, a lover of Westbrook, but as Phil pointed out, he doesn't miss the playoffs in the Western Conference. So you know he's not going to miss the playoffs in the Eastern Conference. Uh, and I think, I think, I think, I think John Wall recognizes Houston. We have a problem, and now he probably regrets forcing his way out of Washington to go all the way to the West Coast, and now. He's about to be into a, uh, a a career of mediocrity. I don't even think he wanted to leave. He didn't want to leave. <laughs> I'm sure, matter of fact, I know he didn't want to leave. As many people as I know in the DMV, everyone loves John Wall, who everyone claims that I look like. But one thing I know about John Wall is, man, when he's healthy, like, honestly, like I always said this, when they had uh, him, Bradley Bill, and Paul Pierce, to me, as crazy as it sounds, I thought they were going to the finals. I thought they were going to the finals that particular year. Like, that was their window. But since trading him, it's like, it's been a whole roster turnover. So it's just a matter of, can they create any stability with the roster? 
or make any necessary moves to help them get over the hump moving forward. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one last NBA topic, then we'll switch to some NFL stuff. Um, who, which all-star team do you think is winning? Team LeBron or Team KD? I don't care. <laughs> and because uh, both teams have been ravaged now, right? Mike can uh, Conley, Conley, la la la. Is not Mike is not playing. Ben and um, and B. I think they was both on the same team, right? They was both on LeBron's team or one each. No, no, no. You know LeBron and Ben are tight, so Ben was on LeBron's team. LeBron team and B. Yeah, and B the other team. So they so and B, which were the main center, is off of Team KD slash Tatum. <laughs> so. Uh, it's not gonna be really fun. So if I'm gonna throw anything in the air, I'm gonna say, go ahead, LeBron, have fun and win. Finally, win one. He lost last year. He may win this one. No, he won last year. He won last year because I remember yeah, MB he, hasn't, was he hasn't won. He hasn't lost. No, nah, yeah, because I remember lost. Giannis blocked his shot. Yeah, no, no, no. Embiid gave was giving everybody that work down the stretch, but AD I think said with with some free throws. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. That was the first year they did the Kobe thing. But so I'm with LeBron. I'm gonna pick LeBron. I like LeBron. LeBron team. Katie's team's winning. He has all the dogs on his squad. If you really look at his squad, he got a lot of dogs over there. So, I mean, when you think about when I look at LeBron starting five, I say, yo, he has like probably like one of the least athletic starting fives. Like, granted, he has Giannis. But it's like the, the only athletic people is LeBron and Giannis. But then once you once you look at once you look at KD starting five, you're like, oh, okay. All right. And then like when you just seen him go down the list, I was like, Yeah, this one's gonna be interesting. But I think KD's squad is gonna pull it out. Yeah, I think I like I like KD's team. Um he, I think he has more like superstar power. Now, granted, Joel B is not playing, um, and Tatum will Tatum, but Tatum, Tatum's the guy, type of guy that's built for an All Star game. Um, I was gonna pick the MVPs, but now I don't even know. I don't even care. I mean, I would watch, but it'll just be like a yeah, yeah. Uh, so, good, just good. like who wins, who wins, who cares? yeah, <laughs> who cares? No one cares. Um. But switching to the NFL, uh, who, what do y'all take on this uh, J.J. Watt going to the Cardinals? Make that money. Take that money. I don't care about championship. I want to get paid. So I don't care, J.J. Watt. You are not, I don't care how you put it, who you believe in. You know you're not winning no championship with that team. You got paid. Enjoy it. Congratulations. Don't lie. Say, you know what? I want a big payday in my final years in the NFL. I got it. I'm good. And I'll do my best to help the Cardinals win. That's it. Don't lie. You believe in the quarterback and you believe in the right receiver. We don't want to hear it. Please. No more, no more, you know, really correct statement. Just say, I wanted to make my money. They gave me the most money. I took it. This is America. Congratulations. It's one thing to, I mean, when you look over his 10-year career, he already made a little over a hundred million dollars, right? So, I mean, at a certain point in time, you're gonna want to get a ring. I mean, granted, I didn't think we were gonna get him in Pittsburgh. We got too many cap issues going on at this point. 
I would assume that he would at least would think about going to maybe Seattle or the Packers, you know what I'm saying? Like teams that really have that need for a pass rush. And the fact that he just took the money, I was like, I mean, I understand, bro. But yeah, you're a three-time defense player of the year, but I mean, do you want to win? I mean, they don't they don't need you to play every down. Like they're really gonna need you in them passing situations. Like you could just be like Julius Peppers, like what he did in his later career. Granted, he didn't get a ring, but he knew when it was time to turn up when he got on the field. And me, I want the ring. Like, because if there's one thing they can't take from you, it's like I'm a Super Bowl champion. Yeah, I made money, but I can lose that money too. So <laughs> so that's how I look at it from my perspective. Well, you know, I don't think it. I don't. I don't see it as detrimental. I mean, I think that you have a, a, a ascending team. You know, uh, Kyler Murray looks like he can be a good pro, and you know they have arguably the best wide receiver in the NFL right now. Uh, and the real question boils down to what is what is Arizona committed to do in the offseason? Is is Cliff Kingsbury going to be a coach that is only going to prioritize offense or is they trying to bolster that defense? So, I mean, I think it's to be determined. I think that this is a team that will be exciting and we will see what happens. But the one thing for sure, he got the heck out of Houston uh, before, before all, all, it was already went, went, went to crap, but before it got worse. <laughs> so Russell Wilson. What do y'all think about the latest developments with the Russell Wilson situation? They must have disrespect that man for him to want to leave. So, Russell, if you could go anywhere, don't come to Dallas, please. <laughs> You're just going to make them good, and we're going to have to deal with the Dallas fans. <laughs> go any place else but Dallas. That's what I ask you. We don't want to hear these Cowboys' mouth. We're going to the Super Bowl, and they win. Have mercy upon every other team on this planet. Go, uh, go west or go south, but don't come east. Well, I'll put it like this. The situation with Russell is he's just like, yo, bro, we just got to change up the offense and give me, give me, give me some line help. If anything, just give me some line help. It's not that he wants out. He's just like, look, man, like I've been here. We won a Super Bowl together. Like at this point, you should be able to trust me to help make some decisions like moving forward for our offense. Like you would assume that would be the case, especially if I'm taking up all this money. So with all the the interest that he would be traded to that he's interested in because of course he has a no trade clause so out of all those teams i mean if he went to dallas i don't mean they're really going to win because their defense is still trash but we will have to see moving forward if there would be any type of changes um but to any of those teams i would say go to new orleans like dude you get a little bit of everything you you got Sean Payton, who's an excellent coach, knows how to call a game. Maybe the curse, maybe the curse in New Orleans could change. Like you never know. He could probably change that that curse because every year, New Orleans, New Orleans, New Orleans, then we see everything that happens. The Minneapolis miracle, <laughs> the missed obvious <laughs> pass interference, and and noodle arm breeze this past year. So I mean, I would just think that ideally that's the best place to go. Offensively, you have the weapons there. Then on top of that, you already have a great defense that's already there. All you have to do is just plug him in. And I mean, as much as I hate it, they could win another Super Bowl. 
honestly, I like Chicago. I mean, can you imagine him with that dominant defense? Oh my goodness. How good he make those, those because rec- he has good receivers. He's, they just have terrible quarterbacks. How good that team, man, my goodness, my goodness. Chicago would be scary because, you know, I'm less concerned about him going to Dallas as, as Allen point to a bad, a bad defense. Uh, and they are just a sideshow. Now, granted, his offensive weapons would be crazy. And that's not my fear of. I'm a fan. My thing is that defense, though. I mean, that press, I mean, here's my thing. That press got put up historic numbers in that offense. Granted, it was coming behind, but he put he put up numbers in that offense and they still were like a bad team. So they they'd have to for Dallas to 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 win, they have to come a ground to pound team. They got to keep the ball away because their defense is so bad. They got to keep the ball away from from other teams by using the running game. So for me, Chicago. Can you imagine having to go into Chicago in a soldier's field in the middle of December to win a playoff game with, with home, with figure like home, home field advantage, you're going to get slapped on defense. You're not going to want to be out there on, on offense. And then you can have Russell Wilson. When you think you got him on, 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 on third and 15, pull up a miracle out of his behind. And it's like, yo, it's just, it's just deflating. So I would, I would prefer to, you know, if I were him, I would choose Chicago um, because that defense is serious. I would only choose Chicago if Aaron Rodgers wasn't there. That's literally oh. the only thing that stopped me. <laughs> I was like, I was like, eh, because the way that Aaron Rodgers in Chicago kind of go, he, he always seems to have their number. And I'm like, yo. It'll be different with Russell. I would say I would like to see him. You're right. I think Chicago would be reminiscent of not – Forgive me for saying this, but of the um Legion of Boom, Legion of Boom, I agree. I mean, it's reminiscent. It's not gonna be the same, but reminiscent, yeah. It would be reminiscent of that, and that they will thrive and with the offensive so forth. So Chicago would be most dangerous dense than New Orleans because it's a really relatively who they have to beat. They have to beat the Bucks, and who who else? Who really else they'll have to beat? Exactly. So, that's why. That's what I'm saying. Like, but right. the thing is, it's like it's just it's just them. But whenever it comes to like Chicago, when they play all these teams in the division, it's like it's always tough. Like right. quarterback, quarterback or not, like it just seems like everything is just tough whenever it happens to go through the NFC North. Because and whenever, whenever you think of the NFC North outside of probably Detroit, you think of like teams have defenses for each other that they just pretty much go neck to neck and they just struggle. It's almost like the same situation with J.J. Watt when you think about it. It's like, dude, why would you go to a team to where, like, almost any one of y'all can go to, like, to win the division? Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's crazy. But that's why I was like, I mean, with outside of Tampa, because they always just going to have, like, some weapons there. Like, Carolina right. looked like they were to get rid of Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, the fail cons are – they don't look like they know what they're going to do with Matt Ryan as of yet. And then it's just like, I mean – who knows how long Tom Brady is going to play, but I don't think that's just going to be able to sustain over a long period of time compared to how young that Russell Wilson is. That's true. That's true. That's true. Well, to our faithful listeners, let's see what how this thing plays out. Hopefully you guys are able to, we'll, we'll have enjoyed the all-star game and, and we will see what this whole thing turns out to be. Until next time, we out. 
Thank you for tuning in to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes. Please remember to follow us, like, share. We are on Facebook and Instagram. Our Facebook handle is at a lady and that is the and sign, some dudes. Our handle on Instagram is a lady and some dudes. Everything is spelled out. So that's a lady, A and D, some dudes. Until next time. <laughs>